another episode of clutch conversations it's your boy mike we back at you one more again live on a thursday night man i hope everybody is doing all right i know i'm feeling good feeling great happy to be in the building looking forward to the show we're gonna get to it in just a few minutes but first and foremost shout out to my lovely wife takar appreciate everything you do y'all make sure y'all show us some love in the comments and don't stop there do us a solid and be sure to show the channel some love be sure to hit that like button if you haven't already subscribed hit that subscribe button and everybody make sure you hook smash that notification bell so you can get notifications each and every time we drop a video shout out to the audio only gang as well audio recordings of clutch conversations are available on all major podcasting platforms that's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and more so definitely go check us out and when you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform please be sure to follow rate and review it really helps us out we really appreciate the feedback and we definitely appreciate the support Speaking of support, if you're involved in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, make sure you support US Art and US Art Florida. The link for both organizations are in the description of this video. If you're not a member, definitely go grab your membership. If you're able to donate, please donate what you can and be sure to spread the word for both these organizations that help protect our rights as reptile keepers. So definitely tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. We're gonna take a pause for the calls. We're gonna do a shout out to the sponsors and pay some bills real quick you know how we do big dreams start in small towns small town exotics is a family-ran business that specializes in high-quality ball python morphs western hog noses and select leopard geckos they are proud members of us art us art florida and the orient society Stay connected with Small Town Exotics on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Witness their journey as they grow their business and showcase their animals to the world. Thank you, Small Town Exotics, for sponsoring the show. Shout out to the homie Justin. Shout out to the homie Shane. Appreciate your support. Appreciate everything you do, man. The chat is going crazy tonight. Let's see who all we got in here. We got Uptown Exotics in the building. Don Dada, what's good? First, appreciate the support, homie. Man, I'm struggling with the mouse tonight. Y'all, y'all forgive me, man. Forgive me. <laughs> what's good, Rock? Thanks for coming out, bro. Appreciate the support. 
352 in the building. What's good, bro? Hey, good seeing you at Daytona, man. Man, if you missed Daytona, man, you missed out. It was a movie. Great time, man. Got the fellowship with a lot of folks, man. See a lot of people I ain't seen in person in a long time. See some folks I had recently seen in person, but it was still good to see them, man. It was just, it was all around the moon, man. I had a blast. They told him, man, appreciate the, sh the shirt, appreciate the support, man. Appreciate everything. None of one of the homies that was in Daytona. What's good, Chris? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. Bosa, what's good? The soldier to support himself, Bosa in the building. The homie Malacio, Wiz Constrictors in the building again. Great hanging out with you last week, brother. Payush, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. Jesus, what's good, brother? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. Big Roll, what's good, brother? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support, fam. Prophecy Exotics in the building. Yo, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Kent, what's good? My ultramarine brother, what's good, fam? Thanks for coming out. Bone Daddy Serpents, what's good? Thanks for coming out. We got Elias, yeah, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support, homie. Ken, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support, brother. Let's see who else we got. Man, the chat's going crazy. I hope I ain't skipping nobody. Samario, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Casey, what's good, bro? Good seeing you too as well this weekend. Appreciate the support. Greg, what's up? Great meeting you and the wife. Appreciate the support. Thanks for coming out. Let's see who else we got. Who else we got? We got Chad. It was good seeing you this past weekend too. Appreciate the support. We're going to stop it right there. We're going to kick the intro video. And then we're going to get to the show. Because I know y'all not here to see me. Y'all here to see Tommy. So we're about to get right to the show in a second. You listen to me, I got that flavor. I know you're dying to feed. I ain't no dancer, just got some hip in my feet. Now throw your hands up. Ooh, you bring the lighter. I got the fuse. You make a fire. I'll add the fuel. Follow my lead. Just watch the shoes. Episode 79, Inky Clouds. What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> just for you. Was just for you. <laughs> you had to. That was awesome. I was like, Beep, beep, beep. the remix. <laughs> I knew you were anticipating. How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Like, I think my mouse is on, like, his last few clicks. Like, I was struggling oh, no. with the mouse. 
Yeah, oh, like no. every time I click it, like nothing would happen, and then it would be a delayed reaction. And by then, I I didn't click twice, and so I undid what I did the first time. I was like, man, I am on the struggle bus with this mouse. Oh, no. Here, I'm happy to be relying here. on you. I'm relying on you so I can see the comments, man. So you got to <laughs> get it rolling. So Takara got the comments, so we good now. Oh, so awesome! The only time Perfect. We with stuff popping up on the screen is when I have to control it, like right at the beginning. But after that. It's smooth sailing. He's all over it. Got it. Got it. Nice. Awesome. So we good now. We good. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Cool. So how's your season going, man? Um, so far so good. Um, I don't think I'm gonna have more than 10 clutches this year, which I'm not really too sad about. Most of the things I'm bringing for were for holdbacks anyway, and I only have so much space. I have a pretty small area. I'm like in a bedroom essentially. So um, you know you you can only hold back so much stuff in that kind of space um i had one girl slug out which wasn't the best but um outside of that all all healthy eggs all good clutches i've had two hatch outs so far um one was um a, a shot at a desert ghost tri-stripe which i missed but i got more more babies to test for um for um ah for desert ghost and hopefully tri-stripe comes out soon because you know you can read into any kind of het markers and everything looks like it could be a het whatever you want it to be if you look at it long enough <laughs> right <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful for the ability to do that because i just be keeping everything otherwise um that's one of the hardest things cool clutch yeah yeah because you, you're looking at it i said the other one was a cool clutch um there, it was, it's a poppet clown clutch and it's um blackhead red stripe leopard phantom oh nice something else something else something else something else and i can't remember oh cinnamon that's what it was nice. um so so nice. a lot of those came out really nice and i like all of them and i want to keep all of them because that's my that's my favorite. Like any blackhead stuff is my favorite. And everything else is like an ADHD modge podge of everything that I think is pretty <laughs> or has a good has has a good chance at uh proving out. I don't know. Um I don't have any posets really anymore. Well, except for the ones that I just made. Gotcha. Gotcha. So did you hit any visual tri stripes in that last one? No, I'm so sad. It was only four eggs, four eggs, five eggs. And it was a head to head, but double hit visual dgs no i hit nothing man i got nada oh wow wow sometimes and, and i mean they were yeah and they and they both of them had proved before um but not with me so yeah sometimes the odds guys just like to troll us <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you man i was like i was like all right just a desert ghost head tri stripe that'd be fine tri stripe head desert ghost that's fine i don't need the double visual and like then i'm like i'm looking in the eggs and the there was one that was there was one that didn't survive actually and that one was a tri-stripe of course gotcha okay okay yeah 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 that sucks, he was uh... kinked yeah it was awful but um you know at least i know there's it's still there as a chance try again yeah, next year yeah. get him next year exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that about like the head markers but like for me like just when i'm ideeing my own clutch mm -hmm. i'm ideeing it from, like an emotional standpoint as well like i'm seeing was there but like emotionally i want like even more to be there and so like i'm always like asking like do you see this and like i like no across the room, like nah bro 
<laughs> you got you got to because it keeps you honest because like you say you're like you're like oh no but i mean look at this look at this one part right here this is probably this <laughs> and like dude it's supposed to be super orange dream it has an orange dot on it you know like it's not it it's not it <laughs> it's good to have people around and it's honest and just be like nah bro yeah nah, you got to you got to you got to <laughs> i mean sure? it, it is nah it's not it but when you're looking at somebody yeah. else, like you, you can be just as level-headed and objective as you need to be when you're looking at somebody exactly. else. Exactly, exactly. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting people up sometimes where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I think that this is, and they're like, no, nah, I don't think so. I'm like, all right, I knew that. But then sometimes I hit some people up, and they're like, actually, it's more, and I'm like, okay, winning, you know. So, it, you know, I mean, I've, I've hit up everybody from, you know um billy down to like just somebody who's just a friend of mine and everybody in between because everybody has different eyes for different things you know depending on what's in their collection and what they've worked with the most a hundred percent a hundred percent and so you've worked with a lot of stuff not just ball pythons i mean i know you work with like horses you work with dogs you've worked with venomous so kind of like talk about your experiences in a lot of those spaces and just kind of like a little bit of foreshadowing i want to get into like things that you've learned and takeaways and stuff like that. So let's start off by you talking about some of your, some of your experiences in those spaces, and then we can dive into it a little bit more. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I've been doing snakes and reptiles for about 30 years now. Um, I started off with, um, of course, non-venomous. I had a king snake. Um, I was doing, um, reptile education shows at a, um, park, a local park here, um, where we would kind of teach how to identify some of the venomous species in the area, because we did have a good bit of them around, um, and also some non-venomous animals um, that they would see while they were around the park. Um, that's how I started um, getting my first snake, because the person that I was working with there as a kid, like I was his helper, um, he um, gave me my first snake, which was a corn snake, like I was saying, which there was no fancy corn snakes back then, it was just a corn snake. Um, from there, um, I started doing reptile education, um, at, um, like for Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, um, at schools, um, pretty much anybody that would listen, I would teach kids about reptiles because I felt like they never really had a chance. There's so much, um, so many people against them and it's a, it's a learned fear, you know, um, nothing bad has to happen to you if the entire time you're growing up, you know, people are telling you that it's to be feared and it's awful or it's gross or whatever. So um, I did a lot of that for a while. Um, my, my collection expanded to include venomous at that time. Um, I had my first venomous snake, which was a Trans-Pecos um, copperhead, which is not local to where I am, but it is a copperhead, but prettier. I don't know if anybody knows what they look like, but they're actually like um, kind of rust, red and um like a silvery color um mm -hmm. so from there i started having I, I started doing venomous um i had venomous up until i would say i had venomous up until like probably four or five years ago um and i kind of got over the just working in that space um the community wasn't great but also um Every time you want to do something with your animal, like even just change their water, it's it's an ordeal because you have to shift them out of their space. You have to shift them into something else. You have to then do what you need to do, and then you have to shift them back. Um, I kind of, as I got older, kind of got a sense of my own mortality also. Um, 
and I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I want to work venomous snakes anymore. Uh, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you'll like go down the street and jump off your bike while you're like on your bike, right? You're just like, woohoo, this is fun. This is crazy. And then after a while, you're like, okay, this is too much for me anymore. Um, so I kind of got, <laughs> I kind of got out of venomous. And um, then I started, I took a break. I took a, like a couple year break and then I got into ball pythons and that's kind of brings us to where we are now, like in, like in a nutshell, as much as I can put it in a nutshell over 30 years. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've had varanids. Yeah, I've had varanids. Um, so I've had all kinds of um, like monitor lizards. I've had large um, non-venomous snakes. I did um, um, Burmese and, and um, boas. Um, and all kinds, all kinds of colubrids, all kinds of colubrids. Um, my bedroom when I was a kid was heated to like 80 degrees. Like I just, my, it was my bed and just like a zoo of crap everywhere around me. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. It sounds That's like the way I came up. Supportive of it. Uh, yeah, they were pretty supportive of it. I mean, and I took advantage of it too. I mean, like I, my dad's <laughs> favorite story, my dad's favorite story to tell about me is that, um, I came, he came home once and or i came home once and i was like kind of shuffling sideways in front of them like going through the living room because you had to walk through there to get to the my room and he's like what do you have and i'm like nothing and he made me turn around and had a rabbit down the back of my pants (laughs) 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 i'm trying to sneak things in all the time i actually got caught fairly recently trying to sneak a snake in um, by my husband ball python mm-hmm was it a pickup you were supposed to pick up? Well, yeah, kind of. Well, there was no communication beforehand. And um, and I was like, oh, he's like, what do you, what's going on with you? You're acting really weird. I'm like, nothing. And I'm just like sitting really still. And I had the, the snake in my pocket because I like it already like unboxed <laughs> it and everything. And then finally he's like, all right, this is too much. What's wrong with you? We need to talk. And I'm like, nothing, it's this. And like, I pulled out the ball python. He's like, are you serious? Like, I thought you had done something really wrong. And like, we were gonna have to have like a big conversation or like, you know, like a relationship conversation. You just had a snake in your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't stop apparently. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. So uh, what was the initial draw to reptiles? Was it just because like a lot of people that that work with it or they were misunderstood? Like, what do you think? I don't, well, I had, I had reptiles ever since I was a child. Like when I was a small child, before I had did the snake thing, I grew up in Florida for the first seven years of my life. Okay. So I was always catching like, um, I was in Pensacola. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was like always catching like horned toads anoles um i had i got a um a box turtle for being potty trained my mom told me if i stopped you know using diapers that i could have a turtle and that was my first pet and i actually still have him i still have my potty training turtle yeah hey you know what i'm i'm actually proud that i've had him the entire time like that's cool like my whole life i've coated a turtle on since i was two years old i've had the same turtle i'm 46 years old sir (laughs) <laughs> not many people can say they've had a pet for that long no for sure so he's older than dirt and every every spring i'm like waiting for him because he has an outdoor enclosure so every spring i'm like okay galuna please come back up because you know he goes under and i don't see him in the winter but gotcha. yeah, he's he's still kicking how long do they typically live 
I think that they can live up to like 60 years. I think in like extreme cases, they can live 100 years. I don't know how old he is because he was an adult when I got him, not like a big adult, but he wasn't a tiny little hatchling. So he's gotcha. at, at least 40, what, 47, 48, 49 years old. Gotcha. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. That's really cool. And then so... um. When you got in Venomous, like what was the draw to Venomous specifically? And did you have like a mentor at the beginning or did you just kind of hop right in it? Well, I had handled Venomous um, along with that, like when I was um, working with the person that did the shows, he didn't like mentor me per se, but he taught me about things. Um, there really wasn't the ability to connect that there is now. Um, you got to think like I'm, that was pre-internet. Like there, and there was nobody really in the area doing it. And there definitely wasn't any other females doing it. And I wasn't going to be like a 14 year old, 15 year old girl hooking up and going and hanging out with some older dude. <laughs> that has been mistakes. <laughs> Sounds like a really yeah, bad I idea. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of learned with my copperhead because, you know, like, I mean, if you're going to get bit by something, I mean, like that's at least it's like, antivenin is easily accessible and i kind of like went up from there um i had saw scale vipers i had um a lot of arboreal venomous um you know um i had etheris and i had um, eyelash vipers um i had death adders i had cobras i had everything like if you i had a lot of european stuff i had probably as big of a venomous collection as i do ball pythons right now at one point nice nice you ever having like close calls with anything yes um i had i had gaboon and rhinoceros vipers also and uh, my gaboons were large adults so they were sitting at like four plus feet you know it's basically a venomous uh ball python that can do backflips and bite you so that's helpful um so i opened up their container and i had them I had them on display and they were, the display was almost like at chest height. And, um, I, I thought I saw both of them and I, apparently I only saw one of them and part of the other one. I didn't realize the head was right by the opening. And when I opened up the door, um, cause it was like a pullout door, um, that he sprung out and almost hit me in the chest. That was oh, wow. the closest. Wow. Yeah, that was the closest call. Like a gaboon viper almost tagged me in the chest. And after that, that was like, okay, I need to set them up differently. Like, because chest height's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd have so. been shitting bricks. Like, I'd have been like, <laughs> come to join you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I remember it being pretty stressful. But since you're the only person that can save your own ass in that kind of situation, you don't have a lot of time to like, feel the feeling you just have to like then like be like okay like how do i get him back in there is you know is he going to fall out on the floor because he was like out halfway like how much of his body and da, 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 da. so um yeah i didn't have a lot of time to live in the moment thankfully because <laughs> i probably yeah, when I had, uh, this was a while ago so well over a year ago now um i had cody uh mullinex on the show and he keeps a lot of venomous like king corbis and stuff like that and he was okay. talking about like kind of like his process or whatever. And he mm -hmm. said he had like a, a book and it's got like, and I'm probably like totally messing this up, but this is what I remember of it. But he had like a book for like every like species that he had and like what 
needs to happen if you get oh yeah your protocol like book that. yeah absolutely yeah. you have to have a protocol book you have to especially if you have anything that's exotic it it's it's imperative for your safety for sure um you know everybody knows that when they keep venomous snakes that they're taking a risk i mean i think that the um, most important thing is that you are doing as much risk avoidance as possible because like no matter how like comfortable you become with them or like you know it, it doesn't matter if they don't react when you open their cage anymore um it just takes a half second for you to get that and so you know that's why i always did you know shifting and everything else it's a pain in the butt you know and i mean people do not shift out of cages and stuff like that but um for me it was non-negotiable gotcha gotcha and so now you, you kind of got like two businesses going on or at least two so you've got inky clouds mm -hmm. and then you've got the refined wolf so the refined talk wolf, about yeah. talk about talk a little bit about about that about the latter the okay. refined wolf okay so um i do positive reinforcement training of um animals um most of my clients are dogs and horses um i haven't found i've, I've got a couple I've had a couple cat clients. Um, I had somebody contact me, which I'm really sad that we didn't ever work together because they kind of like were like, ah, maybe it's not the time for this. But um, they had a hedgehog, which would have been really cool. Um, but I've worked with um, jumping spiders, um, leopard geckos, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, because pretty much anything that can associate an action with a reward, you can train, including wow, husbands. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true 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 <laughs> so yeah um yeah so it, it, it's basically um most like i said most everybody has dogs and horses that i work with and um it's it's really cool to be able to show people that there is a way to not um apply force onto animals in order to get um an animal that understands what your goal is and is happy to um, work with you and or comply if you need compliance at times. <laughs> gotcha. I forgot where I seen it. Maybe it was on your website, but one of the animals that stood out to me as far as like training was like the jumping spider. Like that's just yeah. something in my mind. Like I would have never pictured that you can train. So, so how does that work? And like, what's the reward? The jumping like, spider so the jumping spider is so jumping spiders and like reptiles like if you're you if you're working with um reptiles such as like alligators or um spiders or even you can even train snakes like to do certain things um you got you're kind of looking at like goal-based behavior um it's a lot mm -hmm. more simple than like a, a dog so for instance like for my jumping spider um i used a laser pointer as a target and so I could laser point where I wanted the spider to go and then her food would arrive in that space. So it was basically, I could use the laser pointer to move her around. And also I taught her um, a Q-tip as, um, as a marker for water. So like she would, if I would bring, a, if I would put a Q-tip up, she'd run up and drink water out of it. She didn't learn a lot of things, but it was fun anyway. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool so though like i would never even thought yeah. that you could like even halfway train a jumping yeah, spider yeah that's, that's you can yeah and like they do it in zoos a lot for um for cooperative care so cooperative care is used in in zoos a ton like on tigers and bears and alligators and all kinds of things that people don't think about 
um, training. Um, so bears and, and tigers can be taught to um, present um, for blood draws. Um, alligators can be taught to like go into a container like when they're smaller to be transported um or to be weighed or anything else because there's a lot of things that they do in zoos that they need animals um compliance with that you know you wouldn't it's not a natural behavior it's not even an extension of natural behavior um so you have to really like create and shape behavior with these animals to get them to comply so you're not having to um trank an animal every time you want to do a blood draw or a routine exam, you know, that you can teach them to open their mouth um, by doing this. They'll open their mouth so you can look in there and make sure their teeth are okay. Um, so it's really cool that it's made its way into that space. Cooperative care is like a really big part of it um, when it comes to zoos and things. I work cooperative care with some of my clients too for like vet visits and grooming and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. So did you go to school to learn that or did you just kind of like mm -hmm. pick it up through like I did. You said you did. I know. did. Okay. I did. I started research first and um started working with one of my horses. I have three horses. Um I started working on my own and then I in which you know sometimes I find I find sometimes just like trying things as long as you're not putting yourself in a bad space is um super valuable. And um you you can learn what you don't know. So I feel like knowing what you don't know is good, especially for somebody like me, because I, I tend to plow like straight into things and just be like, this is the new thing for me. Um, and learning what I didn't know then pushed me into schooling. Um, but I got a lot done before I was like, wow, okay, well, I can get the basics done. But like, you know, when you get into cooperative care and um, ex extended behaviors and things like that, um, you really do need an education for it. So I imagine like with, with different animals, like probably no matter what the species is, you kind of have to take like a specialized approach to like each individual animal. Um, is that For true? Sure. Or? It is. And, and some of the concepts stay the same um, because um, like when you look at your goal of behavior, um, especially when you're working with animals that are um, like companion animals, such like horses are companion animals to me. They're not beasts of burden to me. So horses and dogs and things like that. Most of the things we want to teach them are based in um, their relationship in space to where our body is. So we want our horse to stay behind us and not walk in front of us and not walk on our toes. We want our dog to not yank us down the road on a leash, right? So like a lot of the basics of training are the same but you have to apply um, reward differently. And, um, and sometimes you have to find different, um, different ways to reward. Like, obviously you can always reward with um, food. Like you can always give something food for doing the right thing, especially animals, because they will eat. Um, but sometimes, especially when you're in um, a place of um, competing motivators, such as a dog that's on a leash and you're outside and say there's something awesome that they want to go smell and you want to go the other way, um, you have to find something that's intrinsically rewarding because in that moment, they don't give a crap about your treat, right? You can't just be like, treat, and they're like, yay, I'll do whatever you want. Because like at the end of the day, they have a different motivator at that time, right? So um, yeah, it, 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 you do have to apply it differently for sure. And there's a lot of different pieces and parts that go into that. And that's, like I said, part of the thing that um, is valuable in, in being educated as a trainer versus just deciding you're a trainer. 
<laughs> so I imagine like we're working with like like owners and stuff like that. Like you see like some common mistakes. So what's it's kind of the biggest fuck ups that you see? And how can we avoid them? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um I would say the biggest fuck up is for people to take their dog's behavior personally because that creates to like tumult right um between yourself and your animal and then we're looking at everything as they um yeah somebody's talking about target training um sorry that took me off off track see this is why i don't need to see the comments um so um <laughs> I have ADHD. Um, so yeah, trying to do that or even like putting the blame on your partner is awful because like all you're gonna do is be like fighting while your dog's doing the shit you don't want them to do. So um, you're just giving them more time to do it. Um, plus I feel like um, not taking into account that your animal is actually a sentient being with its own shit to do and like the whole like, charade of like the dog is living only to please you and wants to please you is not true and it's not true of most animals like once again like even your partner is not just living to please you like like in in at the end of the day who the hell wants that anyway i know it's crazy I mean, I mean, maybe, <laughs> you can you can mute that out if she's if she's listening if you <laughs> what no not that part <laughs> So I know that's like very uh, like random, but um, I would say that like those ideas and anything that falls under those umbrellas are going to be the most common and things I see go wrong. Um, secondary to that, I would think anybody the the most because I work a lot of behavior work too. Um, I work with dogs that are aggressive, fearful, um, um, the, like just like anxious things like that. I work with a vet behaviorist. I work under a vet behaviorist with those kinds of animals and um, people that think that they can make an animal less reactive if if it's based in fear, anxiety, or um, even like aggression, like responsive aggression, by shutting down behavior by adding um, tools such as a prong collar or a shot collar are going to most likely increase the behavior that they're trying to decrease. It'll just pop up somewhere else. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you ever have anybody who just like refuses to take your advice and say, I think I know better, even though they came to you for help? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, and this is going to be awful, but it's true. <laughs> Limey needs behavior work. All right, Limey, well, give me a call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, so, um, sorry. Yeah, I, I, this is awful, but it's normally the men. I, it's normally the men. Like if it, there's two people, the wife normally calls me. Is like, my dog's really doing this stuff. And then my husband just wants to yell at him and make him stop doing the thing. And it's not working. And now the dog's peeing on the floor because they're scared of my husband. And the guy's like, a lot of times, like sitting there on the couch, like looking like he's bored. And I just, you know, I just make them engage with me and I ask them questions to make them realize that they're dumb. And then we, we, we get past it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you Good know, strategy. I mean, the thing is, 
Well, you have to, like, I can't, you can't go in after somebody like that because they already have their wife going after them, right? Their wife's already telling them they're stupid. So like, I just want to be like, okay, so what is the behavior that's happening? What is your goal of your behavior? How is that going for you? Is it working? And they're like, well, no. So yeah. <laughs> so normally that's what it is. I just, I have, um, it's almost a script. <laughs> that's funny. That's super funny. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah, I can talk about this. So. You got a what? I said I'm not afraid of conflict. So I mean, it's what it is. I will fire people. I have. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I owned a, I owned yeah, a gym for 15 I got years. For that. Say again. <laughs> no, I owned a gym for 15 years, and I fired clients from there too. I just, I mean, like when I'm when you're working for yourself, like the last thing you want to do is be having a bad time. So if you make my day suck, then I don't need to be around you. Find somebody else to do this job. That's okay. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's real, right there. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> so I could talk about this all day, but I, I do want to talk about the ball pythons. Some. So yeah, we talk talked about it. it a little bit. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but. Uh, okay. Kind of give us an overview of like your projects right now that you're okay. working in. All right. So like I was saying, my um, it's a little bit of ADHD, but um, I would say I'm working in so many different things. I'm working Tri-Stripe fairly heavily. So Tri-Stripe um, with um, Hypo, Tri-Stripe with Desert Ghost, um, Tri-Stripe with, um, with those and Incomplete Dominance included. Um, so I'm not just working base form. <clears throat> So incomplete dominance in that are going to be GHI, Lesser, um, Banana, Calico. Is there anything else? I think that's it, honestly, right now. But that's with also with the um, with the um, Hets. Um, I'm working um, some clown stuff. I don't know how I ended up working clown stuff. Here I am doing clown stuff. I was like, I'm not doing clown stuff, but here I am. Um, I got some crypto like stuff. I don't know, man. I'm going to try not to jump on the clown hate train because it's really small, but um, I like <laughs> clown and there's a lot of, it's like choo choo. It's like more like me and like one other boxcar behind me with like two people. In it. We don't like clowns. Um, <laughs> hey, at least I got my own train. Um, I don't know. I, I do like it. I don't like the way it ages, honestly, and in most combos. Um, there's so many ways now that I've seen. And so that's the thing. It's like for me, um, seeing that there was ways to make it better and age better was really when I jumped into it for me personally. Gotcha. Um, but um, I like the Krypton and cryptic stuff a lot. Um, I'm working um, Stranger. I'm working Acid. I'm working um piebald i'm working dream stickles with black blackhead black pastel um mojave yellow belly and something else i can't remember right now what are you guys i don't remember what you are um what else am i working there's got to be other things there's i'm trying to think who's here and what's I'm working piebald just straight piebald with some of it i'll probably Try to get some more blackhead, super blackhead stuff. I'm working hypo, desert ghost. I'm working a lot of things. <laughs> like that's what I said. It's like ADHD. I have like little sectors of these different projects. Um, clown. Are you working clown, ultra? Clown piebald. Are we? Are, who are you? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I got monarch. <laughs> 
Don't don't say ultra male to me. Let <laughs> me tell an ultra male to me. <laughs> I, was, I was like looking at you like <laughs> um a market monarch, monarch pied, monarch hypopied. Um and probably I mean I'll probably try to slip some cryptic in there somewhere. It'll be hard because it's still a small project. It'll take me a little while. Just give me a chance. Okay, okay. So yeah. you work in quite a few projects, like you said. Yeah, I am. It's it's very very ADHD. It's a it's a couple of little pods of all kinds of things. And some of the things I'm not even trying to make visuals right now because I'm like I'm holding back for me. So I'm trying to make quad hits and um triple hits for stuff. Um there's some double visual stuff that I'm working on. Like I was working on the the tri stripe. I've got another chance at it, but I don't think she's gonna go um for the Desert Ghost Tri Stripe. Um it doesn't look like she's gonna go. She's she's like slamming food and looking happy to not be laying eggs. So um maybe next year. But yeah, I'm working a ton of stuff and I, like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to move my my younger stock ahead um to get more heads and stuff and, and keeping and also trying to make some pretty um like co dominant heavy stuff so I can when I get my my um visuals of some of these things i'll put it to those girls and try to get some more um incomplete dominance not co-dominance it's not a codom yeah <laughs> <laughs> so size wise you say where are you at by what how many how many snakes you think oh no i try not to say it in case my husband listens because he doesn't know how many of these drawers are actually open or closed or full or what like because he won't go in it because he's scared of them so as long as I'll be like, oh, really? no, no, no. I'm like, that rack's empty like that. See, that's There's only 10 it. snakes in there. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. He's like, why you got all these racks? Just going to keep them, keep the racks here as they grow up. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot. I, I'm going to say, like, compared to a lot of people, I don't have a lot. I'm going to say like 80. That's that's quite a bit. I mean, it's enough. some people have like it's hundreds, enough. but that's quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, that's a good it's enough. It's and, enough. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. And I mean, I open up every tub every day spot clean check water um i don't take everybody out every day but i open every tub every day for sure i'm like a nerd where you hear that plane i hope you can't um like where i'm like i come in and i say good morning to everybody i'm like pulling out the tub like, good morning what are you doing i'm like because i'm still I'm, I'm i'm still a pet person i'm a pet person you know like so I'm not like a hardcore breeder where I'm just like, well, I don't know what they've been doing for the past 12 weeks. I hope, I hope everything's good in there. Like I'm like saying good morning and pulling one out and being like, do you want to crawl around today? It's, it's so, it's ridiculous. So, but that's who yeah, I, I am. I don't think it's like a hardcore breeder. At least, I don't know, maybe people with like way more snakes in the collection than I do, but I don't see how you don't like go in there and check on them on a regular basis. Like you don't got to necessarily yeah. hold a snake every day, but you got to lay yeah. eyes on them, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it too. I feel like it's important. I mean, and like, you never know. Like, I don't want them to sit and poop. I don't like, you know, I definitely exactly. don't want them to crawl through it and make me a disgusting mess to make or, or, or mess to clean up where they just paint everything for me. I don't miss that about um, cobras. Cobras are awful. They just like poop like <clears throat> everywhere. They're just. I heard. I heard it's like really. It's so bad. It's so bad. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, a lot of people have other people taking care of their animals too, right? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have somebody taking care of my rats now. Oh, nice, nice. Are you? 
is just Norwegians or do you do like ASFs and mice or anything like that or just Norwegians? Um, I have those really big mice, the really big mice that we have here in Virginia. <clears throat> okay. They okay. they look like ASFs, but they're just big mice. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, those are the, those are my favorite kind of mice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I have Norwegians. I I like the Norwegians for sure. Um, just because I have like a like most of the the ones that are behind me in these bigger cages, they're all like three thousand gram females. So like 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 if I'm giving them a medium, they're like, mm -hmm, can I have another medium, please? You know. So I. <laughs> Like I, so I'm like trying to, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, and those big mice are like popcorn, and I'm I'm not I'm not producing enough for them to be eating, you know, a gazillion of them every time they eat. So, yeah, I keep I keep less Norwegians and more big mice for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. And we're gonna take a real quick sponsor mm -hmm. break, and then we'll be right back. Sounds great. Peace and love, family. We invite you into the heart of our serenity, Ancestral Royal Pythons. At Ancestral Royal Pythons, we're not just breeders, we're nurturers of love and growth. Each of our high-end ball pythons is a tribute to the grandeur of the natural world and our dedication to quality. Reach out today and bring one of our creations into your home. This is Ancestral Royal Pythons. Your journey begins here. Here's to the exciting world of ebony and ivory reptiles. From unforgettable parties and events to keeping and hatching some of the dopest reptiles in the reptile hobby. We're all about education, quality, integrity, and respect. Hit us up and see how we can help make your next project a reality. Experience ebony and ivory reptiles, where fascination meets fun. Ebony and Ivory Reptiles. Shout out to Ebony and Ivory Reptiles. Shout out to Ancestral Royal Pythons. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. So 85, that's that's quite a bit, um, in my opinion, um, especially doing it by yourself and whatnot. So what's your routine look like? Um, you mean as for like just routine care? Yeah, like routine. I spot, care, like I, spot, I, spot, I spot clean every day. I spot mm -hmm. clean anything I see every day. Um, I do water um, top offs as needed. I clean tubs once a week, um, like clean the whole thing out, you know, and scrub the whole thing um, and, and water bowls too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, everything else like this. Like get through the whole, the whole thing, like with the, oh with my the gosh. full clean. It depends because I have like a non-optimal setup right now um, uh, because I'm upstairs and everything to clean stuff with down is downstairs. So um, sometimes it goes faster. Sometimes it depends on how many dogs are in the house that want to jump on me as I'm going through <laughs> and like try to smell the tub. And um, it's a few hours for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not as bad because I spot clean like all the time and it's not like gross, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And what about like the rodents? Um, the rodents are um, changed out once a week. Um, they're on an alternating schedule right now. So the Norwegians um, are on one day, and the, um, the big mice are on a different day. And um, 
they have water they're in racks so they have like big water stuff the water things get scrubbed out as needed um it needs more than in the summer because it's warmer and then less in the winter because you know it gets gross when it's hot um yeah 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 but they're on alternating days um they get split out as necessary i've been going through my stock though lately which is not good because i really need to uh have some more stuff getting bigger but i have more babies <laughs> so. what's your I don't, uh, I don't want more. what are you using for bedding like what are you putting in it for what your uh rodent bedding oh um they're just on pine from tractor supply okay yeah, that's the same stuff pine from tractor. yeah yeah it's like easy those... The pellets and then um, hog, the, the hog pellets. You use. Do you use hog pellets? Uh, are the horse use... pellets? Horse? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, horse. Okay. It's a picture of a horse. I assume they're horse pellets. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, we. I use, <laughs> um, I use hog grower feeder and I use uh, black oil sunflower seeds and um, okay, the freeze dried um, black soldier fly larva. Okay. Okay. And then they get they get um, alfalfa cubes too. Um, which is a horse product, but um, mostly the ASFs like it. I mean, the big mice like it. Um, they like the, because they like to eat grass. So you can give them alfalfa grass and stuff like that. But I give them the, the cubes because it takes them longer and it gives them something to, to chew down on. They, my, my rodents, um, everything in my rodent stuff gets enrichment though too. So they get rotating enrichment. So they have um, tubes that go in with them. They have um, wheels that go in with them. They have um, different stuff that rotates through the racks. So they have different things to experience. Um, they get wood to chew on, things like that. Nice. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just the because you're a feeder meat doesn't mean you have to have a crappy life. <laughs> right, like, I, I like to say, man, my rodents, they've been living the best life like that. Well, I mean, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to feed the best to your animals too, right? I mean, exactly. if you have access, if you have access to your feed, you know, it's just like growing your garden. Like if you're going to grow a garden for yourself, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to let it bake in the sun and let it be trash and then you want to eat it. You don't want to eat it. So, right. No, 100%. 100%. The rodents are a lot of work, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, like I was telling you, like Sunday, like coming back from Daytona, man, I had like the whole rodent thing ahead. I was like, man, I'm dreading this. I don't, I don't feel like doing it. This rodents day, are day. a lot of work. They are, but I mean, they're extremely expensive here, too. Like, I don't, I don't think yeah. I could have afford to feed my collection if i bought rodents from somebody else wholeheartedly like i do buy rodents um i buy um frozen for backup for like if things aren't going well if i'm not getting production and things like that but like if i just had to feed my collection by myself like from like buying rodents from the pet store i mean there's no way there's no way same here like retail is just like hands down no go and then like yeah. I got a guy locally who supplies them and his prices are way better than like retail prices. But even then it's still more expensive than like me doing it myself. For sure. And, yeah. There's no way to yeah, match doing it yourself. So yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean like, and then, yeah, I've got them from the pet store and like the animals smell bad and like they're thin and I'm like, like I'm like holding my nose. Like I don't even want to like touch this rat and no. And then it's like a $7 medium. <laughs> like, yeah it feels so yeah. much better knowing like you wrote you you raised it up 
It's in like mm-hmm. great health. You know what it's been eating. Sure. You know how it's been taken care of. It's in, it's like all the boxes that you want for a feeder, all that stuff's checked off. And you know because like you raised it up like from, from day yeah. one. And so like that's a reward feeling and a good feeling too. Because you feel like you're yeah. giving snakes like the best. Absolutely. And that and you know you're not going to pull out a feral uh, a feral rat that's going to bite you. And then you're going to sling it across the room by accident and then like, have to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> that's nightmare fuel do your big mice bite you no they don't mine are all nice so i this is my this Ooh. is how i this is how i decide who dies okay i open the drawer anybody who runs to the back dies yeah because they got that's how uh, you make it, everything nicer so like anything that you're keeping back later on like if you're growing them out and then you're going to make those your breeders those are the ones that always came to the front and they were like feeling like, oh, like, oh, what's going on? And they're curious and, and bold. So that's my selection process. You go cower in the back. Sorry. Get out of here. Just I'm not going to want to breed you later. So you're first. <laughs> yeah. Breed for temperament. Mm-hmm. The easy way. <laughs> <laughs> you run, you're done. You're done, exactly. You don't want to be my friend. I forget it. You're not going to get to live for a year. You're going to just go. Bye. You can be my friend, and you can be food. Exactly. Friend of food. I should start just yelling that when I'm in there. Oh, God. I'm funny. so so what are your your future plans like as far as like growth and whatnot like what do you see yourself like as far as like inky clouds like in the next let's say five years like ideally i ideally i'm going to stay smaller i think i'm going to continue to try to be boutique and just try to make my projects like narrow them down or like make it where i'm just making you know like a bunch of like this double visual stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be trying to get quad visual stuff because even like with quad heads, you're going to get, you're going to get visual stuff, but I mean, like you're not going to, your quad visual is going to be really far away. So it's good. Five years is still going to be, I'm still going to be building, man. So I'm going to try to keep my collection the same size, but start just paring down to more visual stuff and, and um, be smart with, you know, my purchases. (laughs) Gotcha. So what about like sales and stuff like that? Like, I know you're on Morph Market. Are you doing any shows or do you plan on doing shows? I have, I have not done a show in the entirety of my being ever. I've gone to a couple shows. I got a couple of my venomous snakes from shows, but, um, um, no, I, I don't know if I'll do shows because like, I, because of my, um, my new stuff going on with me at my new medical crap um i don't know if it'll be safe for me to be there right now so i that's that's to be seen i I'll probably stay on morph market i only have like one thing listed there right now so i'm not i'm not doing the best at keeping things listed um honestly i tend to sell to people on instagram um that i talk to via dm um a lot of times people like will send messages about things that i'm posting i'll sell to them or i'll sell to other breeders um so i I don't know i might do a show i think it'd be fun um if it's safe for me to do i gotta post like animals this weekend yeah yeah like i got several that i need to post like i just i've been putting it off um last week i had a good excuse because i was in daytona so 
That, that yeah. was a good excuse last weekend. But uh, this yeah. weekend, I don't have any excuse. I got to get it done. And then the following weekend, I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm going to be out of town. So I need to oh, yeah. get it done this weekend for sure. For yeah, sure. it's not it's not like a difficult process, but it is just kind of like something that's easier to put off until the next day, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And then before you know it, it's gotten away from me. So I definitely for need sure. to do it. Yeah. Like, how are you going to yeah. sell snakes? You're not trying to sell snakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I need to, I need to post a couple of things. I'm going to, I've got a couple of girls that went this season that I'm probably going to sell. Um, because if I'm going to try to make room for anything else to come up, I've got to do it. But it's hard because I'm yeah. like, I've raised them up and now I'm like, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just end up building a giant building or something. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll be just as surprised as you are. <laughs> yeah, man, it's hard. Space is such a premium too. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. everybody's like arch nemesis when it comes to like this, this industry, this hobby uh, space, yeah. man. Cause I know I need some space right now. Like I'm pretty full. Yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. move some girls out or I'm gonna have to do something different like space wise. Otherwise, yeah. like I'm gonna be struggling like this upcoming year. I, I did get some I, I new like, racks for like grow outs like, and stuff. Oh, you did? That's I just got yeah. this one for for hatchlings recently, which is good because I think it's like forty, which is plenty for me. Oh, right nice. Now. Which which one is that? Um, I don't even um, know don't honestly. Know. It's got it's a, um. You surface? I'm actually gonna read this. I don't know. It's got vision. It's got vision okay. tubs in it. Okay. So nice. It might be the sea serpents. I don't know. I got it used. I got it from okay. um what is their name? I don't know. I think it's Simply Pies in Maryland, I think it was. So I can't remember now. Somebody in Maryland. Gotcha. I drove to Maryland. Oh nice. Trade how, snakes how, how for drive that for you? That's not that like far of a drive. Six hours. You know, right? It was like six, six hours? hours. Okay. Dang. It was like Dang. It was, maybe it's five. Um it was like near the top of Maryland, and I'm like at I'm like the very southeastern corner of Virginia. I'm in Virginia Beach, gotcha. which is like I can drive to North Carolina quicker than I can drive to Maryland. Like I can drive like 30, 30 minutes down the road and probably make it to North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, man. Space, space, space. Like I'm, I'm in the midst of trying to figure out exactly like how I want to rearrange stuff right now. That way I can like optimize the available space we do have. But definitely, yeah, um, some snakes yeah. have to move out. Though. Yeah, I think I'm going to be smarter yeah. with my pairings too. Um, now that I got, I got a couple of males that I really like that I didn't have when I was doing pairings last year. So I think that that's going to help me a lot too. Like even if I don't move my girls, I'll be able to utilize them to a higher level. Okay. Okay. Are you ultrasound? No. I'm I'm palpating. I'm a palpator. Are you good at palpating? I'm tell I'm terrible at palpating. I mean, I mean, if you're asking me if I'm good at something, of course I'm going to say yes. I'm the best. I'm <laughs> <that. laughs> you see these fingers? The magic. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> born to palpate. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I do a pretty. I feel like I do a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, I'm not an ultrasound by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean. I feel like it's if it's working for me now. Um, I'm not against ultrasound. Um, it's just not a, um, a, a thing I want to buy right now, honestly. 
I'm, I'm more interested in buying um, DNA testing stuff so I can start doing DNA testing. Okay. Okay. Like you're going to start like performing the test yourself. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more interested nice. in getting that equipment right now than I am an ultrasound. Cause I mean, for me, like I'm not like hard pressed. Like if a girl doesn't go because I timed something wrong or something, like I'm not like, Oh no, there goes my season. I'm just like, Oh, well, you next year <laughs> i don't i don't get sad about stuff like that it's 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 i mean it really is like i said i'm a pet person i'm a it's a hobby for me um it's a business but it's also a hobby and and i think that for me it's important to keep that lens because i do have such a animal welfare lens in general and i feel like if i only take the lens of a business that i'm i'm taking something away from the fact that these are living animals Gotcha. So what all goes into like getting set up to genetic tests? A lot. Um, so there's a lot of reading and research and learning and all that fun stuff. And then the equipment is, um, it depends on how many sheds you want to run at the same time, but the equipment's going to run you like probably three or four K. Um, then you have to get um, like the the stuff to process process it. So like every shed, you're going to be using um, digestives for those sheds. Um, then you have your gels. You have to make your gels. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot for sure. But I, I I'm really interested in it, and um, I I want to learn how to do it like better and more. And so would you have access to all of like the things they can test for or is it like no so that's the thing about that's the thing about this whole um shed testing thing so there's definitely a a lot of things going on in the background with it um and um i've got to choose my words hold on Uh uh-oh you can't have there's nothing wrong i know i'm not going to say anything (laughs) terrible um i just i just need to be smart with because my brain and my mouth are like on a loop and don't like have a lot between them um generally um so um there's a lot going on in the background with it they there are a lot of tests that were um made by other people that other people are using and then there's agreements and that then other people are getting kind of like blocked out of it and not being able to have that information um, where it kind of started more grassrootsy kind of thing, um, where there's a lot more information being let out about it. And now that there's kind of like more or less like one entity doing it, they have like a lot more ability to do it because they have more backing financially. And they also have um, people that have a lot more um, background in this specific realm of DNA, not specifically, you know, snake DNA, but, you know, obviously they have, if you have a better background, then it's going to be a lot faster for you. And if you have deeper pockets behind you, then you can spend a lot more money to do it. Cause I think that like, um, to map, like to pay, you pay, you can pay a group to map a certain thing right like a a gene you're trying to find a gene and then they find where it is and then they map and i think it's like ten thousand dollars or something like that to map like oh wow yeah if you're not if you're not doing the work yourself and there's no way to know who's doing 
what work where or anything with all that but um it, it's pretty expensive like to learn where they are and things like that so um I'd only have access to anything that it would be grassroots or if I decided to spend $10,000 to map something. But I mean, at this point, I don't know that that's super smart because like um, RGI has like got so much of the genome mapped already. Like I think that like they're going to continue to pick up pace with the things that they're finding. Um, additionally, they are getting things from um, from the people in um I see you, Elias, um, <laughs> in Canada, too. So like a, a lot of their first tests were from um, the doctor, and I can't think of her name, the 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 teacher, um, I can't think of her name. A lot of the first tests, all about. the information came from her, Hannah. A lot of the first tests, yeah. all the information came from her. And then um, she was just like, putting it on the internet. And then it was basically laying out there for somebody that had any information or know-how to kind of go like, oh, let's try doing this. And then, you know, RGI snapped on it and started doing it and it's doing a bang up job, it seems like. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That'd be a pretty mm -hmm. good little venture to go on. Yeah, for sure, it'd be fun. Add another revenue stream. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it'll actually pay, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we got on the docket coming up? Anything else new? No, man, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stuck here right now. This is where I live. This is my thing. This is I mean, I'm doing all my all my um training right now remotely, so um until I tell, until I figure all this stuff out, I'll be doing remote training. And I mean, I don't think I need I yet. I, I don't know. I'll probably find something. I don't know. I'll probably start an emu farm. That's the other thing I've been looking at. Oh, nice. Have you worked with emus before? No, nah, but why not? Yeah. <laughs> Keep challenging yourself. <laughs> hey, man. I I I'm a I'm a gypsy when it comes to like like what i do for income I, I really enjoy different doing different things and i mean it's worked out for me so far i mean like i said i had a gym for 15 years i was in the medical field for 10 years before that um then now i'm doing you know animal training like i i'm going to continue evolving and changing and doing new things as long as i have the the able body to do so that's what's up that's really what's up <laughs> yeah <laughs> So if you can like sum it up, to find like, out who your human daddy is. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just reading Elias. <laughs> People find out who your human daddy is. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry if I could DJ Clown life. is not the father. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we need to get our test results. <laughs> just start a whole show. Like RGI should start a show. Like <laughs> that'd be funny, wouldn't it? Like where they're reading results, but they read them like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. yeah Might have to start awesome. that up. We can partner. We can yeah, collab. There you go. On it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that would be hilarious. It would be good. So you touched on this a little bit, but if you kind of like okay. sum it up for us, like what's your like what's your favorite things about like working with animals and kind of the work that you do 
Like all of the work I do or the training work specifically? Anything having to do with like animals in the animal world. Was that another airplane? Um, it was, man. I live next to it. I live next to a, um, or close to a base because this is a military area. So they just like, they'll fly over until like 10 o'clock at night. They don't not even care. Um, my favorite thing about working with animals, I, I'd have to say my favorite thing like overall about working with animals is like learning them like as individuals. And when it comes to the training side of the house, like um, being able to bridge the human um, animal gap and kind of be able to not only like teach people how to train their animal, but like teach them to have a different light when it comes to a companion animal and and actually learn to have a real relationship that's not based on coercion. Nice. Did you see uh, Elias' comment? He says, uh -uh. you wake up and you're like, I'm a trainer emu. <laughs> <laughs> I might, you never know. Well, like, so it's kind of crazy. So the reason that I'm on this emu farm thing is, is because of being um, diagnosed with alpha gal and not being able to eat anything that doesn't swim or fly. Um, mm -hmm. Emu is actually a very popular meat because it's one of the few um, birds that has a high iron content in its meat. And it's actually like, it tastes like a steak. I don't know. I haven't eaten it yet, but that's what people oh, really? say. And people, and people that, um, that. <laughs> people, people that can't eat meat anymore, like any kind of mammal meat anymore, are feral to have a steak again. So, like, they're paying like twelve dollars a pound. Oh wow! It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. So, it's it's a good good idea. Don't none of y'all steal it from me. I can't see you guys, but I'm gonna come for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I didn't know that. That's wild. That's expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, th these people are desperate. They're crazy. They they have to have it. I don't know. I was a vegan for 13 years, so it doesn't really affect me too negatively to not have steak. So, it's all the other crap that comes with it. I was a terrible yeah, vegan. I was a vegan for for like probably like a year, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Like like a year, year and a half before COVID. Like I was vegan and. Like I said, I, I wasn't the greatest vegan. I probably didn't eat the healthiest. Like I did eat like vegan junk sometimes. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily that I was eating healthy, but I wasn't eating meat or like any meat products or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I fell off like with COVID. Like whenever oh, okay. COVID hit, like I just, like with a lot of things, I fell off with them with COVID. Like I fell off working out with COVID. Like I just, COVID just rocked my world as far as like yeah. some things that I was like consistently doing and had a routine going on, like just fell right off. I worked straight through COVID. I worked the entire time. I did everything pretty normally, except I had a mask on. Yeah, that's when we started working from home. What's good, bro? Appreciate the support. It's absolutely love time in your awesome, great episode. We appreciate Yay. it, bro. Let super chat Thank that. You. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out right. to the homie, man. Appreciate the support, man. For sure. Hopefully, we can link up soon, bro. But yeah, like it, it got me off my routine, like with a lot of things, like working out, got off my routine. Cause like I was going to like the gym and stuff, like like doing stuff like in person, not so much at home. So I got out of mm -hmm. routine of doing that. Mm -hmm. Then I started working from home and I was getting like less just natural exercise through like 
the normal course of the day. Just moving around, was, yeah. Moving around the house, yeah. Like I was getting yeah. like, my steps like super low and stuff like that. But I've been wow. doing a little bit better working out and stuff like that. But it's just I just got to stick with it. Stick with it. Yeah, I've I've been I've been pretty consistent with my working out ever since I was I don't know twenty seven I think I've been pretty much a three to five day a weeker. Nice, nice. Yeah, I gotta yeah. get there. I gotta get. I gotta get back there. Like I was, I was in great shape too. Like right before COVID, I had to get back on it though. Yeah. But like well, all my, all my spare time is like utilized different now because that's when we got into like snakes and stuff like that. So like, yeah, I just gotta yeah. figure out how to work it into a new. You routine. just gotta carve it out, man. You just gotta carve out that time and just make it a non-negotiable. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's what everything is. Is when when it comes to priority, or you have to like. We have to like if it's a priority you will carve time out for it and 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 there's different times in life that it may or may not be a priority but you know when it gets down to it you'll find it yeah for sure for sure all right tommy well it's been a great episode tonight really enjoyed chatting yeah, with you had a lot I of fun yeah some, some wrap-up questions for you oh no not those <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. I, I don't even know hope, what's hope coming. You're thinking about it, you got some great, great answers. Just, just, just going I, like wow. I don't know. knock our socks off. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Wrong, bitch. <laughs> All right, so we'll start off with probably one of the easier ones, or at least in my opinion. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be, and why? Um, New Mexico, because New Mexico? Why is New that? Me- yep, New Mexico because um, one I love the high desert, um, so I'd be near Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, two, I I love being outside and outdoors all the time, and there's a lot of outdoor space pretty much everywhere. Um, it's also in an area um, where it's high enough elevation that you start your day off around 60 degrees. Even if it's going to get to a hundred that day, it starts off at 60, it moves through it. It stays a hundred for like two hours and then it starts going back down. So you can have a, you have a fire outside at night, every night and wear a sweatshirt with shorts. And that's my deal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that, I knew that one. <laughs> so I started you off like with an easy one too. All right. Okay. Now it's going to so, get harder. If you won ten million dollars tomorrow, how would you use it? Uh-huh. And why? Say again. I would move. I said to move to New Mexico. You can't double dip. <laughs> no, no, no. Disqualified. Disqualified. Dang! You just called my answer. Okay. <laughs> if if I if I won ten million dollars, I would. I would try to, let's see, I would try to expand, expand my current collection slightly, not a lot, but with some higher dollar animals and have a dedicated building. Um, two, I would have a building for um, my other business where I could actually train dogs because right now I do in-home. Um, and that maybe I could even do um, some board and transfer dogs that are having hard times that may not like need rehomed because they're not doing well um, in the home they're in. Um, that's not, that's not much money. That's only like a couple of that hundred thousand dollars right there. Ten million. I put the rest in a four point five percent 
5% um, cash back uh, account that has a daily turnover <laughs> and live off of that <laughs> and work when I wanted to. That's about it. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I'd find something nice to do for somebody, but like it would, that'd have to come to me when it came to me and it would be an ongoing thing, like where I would try to do things, but I really don't have like a plan specifically for what I would do. Gotcha. That's fair. That's Cause fair. ADHD. Yeah. Well, it better be, you better not veto it again. I would turn this thing off. Did you say you could start the evil form too? With the team okay, I could do that, I guess. Why not? Yeah, you gotta, yeah let's do it. Got I, got, I gotta do it. I gotta do the emu farm, but I would hire gotta, other people. I would hire other people to work the emu farm if I had that much money. Because I'd be I'd be yeah. more focused on the ball pythons and the and the training probably. Because I mean I don't ever want to not work. Like I would work when I wanted to, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be like slaving away for 50 hour days, but I don't ever mm-hmm. not want to do something because like it it helps me have purpose. Like otherwise I can get very stuck in like just repetitive like ad nauseum playing Tetris or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Dinner with any three people dead or alive. Um yep. one would be my mother because she died and I miss her terribly. Um I would take her for all three, honestly, if I could. Um, let's see. I'm not a big fangirl, so I can't even tell you anybody who's popular these days that I would want to have dinner with. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't have three. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything. I don't have a TV, so I don't. And I so I don't like fangirl over people. And there's not any. And I'm not a big history buff, so it's not like I want to go like see somebody i don't know i I'm, that's that's not a i don't have a fun answer for that one i'm sorry gotcha gotcha yeah i remember hearing you say you don't have a tv like my yeah. tv only comes on during football season and really is only to watch college football and primarily one team gators but yeah if my tv, TV came TV, on if i had a tv and it came on during football season i'd turn it off oh really <laughs> hate football that much i think i remember seeing you say that in the chat one time too yeah, yeah, that's just, primarily I when I, I watch. That's the only time I really I watch TV. Really. I don't ball sport. I don't know. I mean, I I ha- I've watched the, like the Super Bowl with my dad, and he explained it as it was going on, and like that made it more interesting to me to me in the moment. But like, I don't know enough about it, so to me, it's just like people running around with a ball. So it just doesn't. I can't get behind it. I'm all gotcha. for you guys liking it, though. Gotcha. Yeah, I used to be like, like, in what's the word I'm looking for? Obsessive about it. Oh really? Yeah, I used to like follow like all the podcasts, like all the articles, all the groups, like just following it, following it, following it. But like over time, like I just don't do it as much anymore, and I just really focus on like my team, really. And yeah. Mostly, if I only really focus on pros anymore, like I'll, I'll watch yeah. a game or I like check something out, or I kind of like loosely know what's going on just because of like people I associate with and like hearing things and seeing stuff. But I don't follow it yeah. like as closely as I used to, unless it's like the Gators, really. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know enough about it. I mean, it's I don't have anything against it for real. I was just being silly. <laughs> cool. So before we get out of here, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. 
I think that they can only find me on Instagram. And I think it's, I think my, this is silly. I'm saying, I think, cause I really don't know. I think it's inky dot clouds. Cause I think I put in inky clouds and somebody actually had that. And I was like, that's really weird. But <laughs> I think it's inky dot clouds on Instagram. Um, and that's the only place I don't have a website. You can probably maybe find me on Morph Market, but I only have one animal on there. So don't, don't get too pressed. <laughs> yeah. You're on Morph Market. I, I went and checked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only got one on there. So awesome. You thinking about doing any other social media stuff? Or are you just you cool on that? I don't know, man. I just I get I get burnt out on social media sometimes because I if I have another thing to scroll, like it's going like I said, I kind of get caught in loops of behavior. So I'll scroll, I'll scroll, and then I'm like, oh, I've already seen that, and then I'll refresh and then I'll scroll. I don't need like too many options of that because I also have like my personal Instagram. I have an Instagram for my dogs. I have an Instagram for my, my dog training business. I have a Facebook for myself and a Facebook for my dog training business. And it's just like, uh, that's a lot I don't really, it really is. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely a lot to keep up with. So <laughs> yeah. You're forgiven. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, I was looking at it when everybody was like, this is the new Instagram for snakes. And like, this is the new social thing. And I'm like, I went in and I like set up an account and like, I was just like, I never went back. I just couldn't, I just don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth. I hate when people yeah. say that. And I just said it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I, like, I yeah. focus uh, on IG and obviously the show here. Yeah. Yeah. Posting and stuff on like audio only platforms yeah i got like twitter or i guess i should say x now i got that but i don't really do anything on it yeah um yeah. i got the new and whatever the new instagram twitter is i got that and i posted on that heavily for like 42 hours and then like i was done was that that threads thing or something Thread, that's what it is that's yeah. what it is threads yeah. yeah i saw i saw something like a blip kind of like people started saying threads and then they stopped saying it so yeah yeah I like, yeah i was yeah. like okay well I, i'm not missing anything yeah i was over it pretty quick um yeah. i'm on tiktok but i don't post yeah. a lot oh i have a tiktok it's too, but it's mostly it. like it, it's not curated at all it's like whatever i felt like doing some dog training stuff some stuff with like my snakes it's like whatever it's all of it like so like i've got like one person following me on tiktok probably yeah so yeah ig and youtube that's where I focus most of my time right? on yeah. Facebook a little bit too, but not like super active. But yeah, Facebook's more like family almost. Like like <laughs> your, your dad's on it with all of the close up pictures of him trying to like get his face <laughs> all in it with a different hat on each time or something. Yeah, that's not what I meant by Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great picture, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's hilarious that's hilarious yeah, yeah. good time cool. well i really appreciate right. uh your time tonight um yeah. thank you for the insights all the yeah. fun stories all the great laughs like it's been it's yeah. been amazing um good, good. definitely uh looking forward to getting you back on the show again at some point in the future yeah, sure. like i said it's been really cool really cool yeah. thanks for everybody who came out check us out live thanks for anybody who checks out the replay shout out to the audio only game yeah, make sure y'all show the channel some love, show the sponsors some love, show Tommy some love, follow her. Her links are in the description of this video. We got the link to the Morph Market, the link to the IG. 
and definitely make sure you hit that like button on this video and drop a comment let us know that you stopped by thank y'all for coming out be blessed peace